We are looking today at the last section of chapter 17 of John's Gospel, which takes place during the last bit of freedom Jesus had before his arrest, trial, and execution. The entire chapter is a prayer which Jesus raises to his Father. In it, Jesus speaks about the mission he has been on, having been sent by the Father to bring his people back to himself. Jesus speaks of the basic and important reasons why he came to earth, how he has performed his duty, and what it means for us as his people. This chapter may be the most important in the whole gospel, alongside the actual crucifixion and resurrection, for it explains why the Father sent Jesus to us. This is the basis for our belief and why we follow Christ today. Since our lectionary does not include the rest of this chapter, and since after Trinity Sunday, which is coming up in a few weeks, next month we'll be switching to Luke for the rest of the year. So I'd like to talk about the chapter as a whole. It's important for us to understand what it tells us. Jesus begins his prayer to the Father by saying that his hour has come. He knows that he is shortly to be arrested and taken to trial before the Roman authorities. Even as he prays, Judas is on his way to the Garden of Gethsemane, leading a group of soldiers to meet Jesus and betray him, as he is being paid to do. The die is cast, and there is no turning back now. But in his last moments of freedom, Jesus looks back at what he has accomplished and asks for God to glorify him, that is, to approve his actions, to perfect them, and to dedicate them to God. Addressing his father, he prays, Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So Jesus is beginning to wrap things up. And this is important for us to note. God designated Jesus as his agent to act for him, giving him the authority over all creation in heaven and on earth, including over the people that he created to be his own. Jesus does not exercise authority as human beings do, but we are his people beyond doubt. And as a beginning to what would become a worldwide movement, Jesus has led his small band of disciples for the last three years so that they might learn from him about the kingdom of heaven and God's will for them. And now we learn why God gave Jesus authority over all people, not to order them about as human authority figures do, but for the purpose of granting them eternal life in him. And what is eternal life? That we may know God through Jesus Christ. Eternal life is life with and in the Father's love and presence. Simply that, but with all the joy, comfort, and grace which that entails. Jesus once told the disciples that he came that they might have life and have it abundantly. Abundantly indeed, infinite abundance, such as we have never known in the Father's care. 
Jesus then confirms that all he has told the disciples, all his teaching, all his guidance, all his loving care has come from his father. And the disciples know it now. Their faith has been completed. They know that Jesus came from his father and they have learned about God from God's only son. God gave the disciples and all peoples to Jesus to care for and guide. And they have believed that he sent them. Now, this was not always the case. Jesus encountered much skepticism from the people of Israel and from his own disciples until they came to believe through his words, his teaching and his acts of power. Now they have learned that Jesus is true and just and that what he gives to them comes from God. That was a big part of Jesus's mission. Now Jesus is getting ready to leave the world. Judas is at the door. Jesus will end his earthly journey and leave the world behind, but his disciples will still be here. And so he tells his father, now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. God will continue to protect the disciples, and as we know, they will have the Holy Spirit as their advocate and guide. But they are gaining something more than protection. Along with God's protection comes oneness with Jesus and with God. Protect them so that they may be one as we are one. The disciples may now have the closest possible relationship with the Father. A little later in his prayer, Jesus says, As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us. Through Jesus' actions and coming into the world, being sacrificed and rising again, we will be brought back to the Father, which is what the Father passionately desires, to be reunited with his beloved creation. And then Jesus makes a petition which is all important to the rest of us since the first century and here alive today. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. Everyone who hears the gospel, since it began to be spread by Peter and Paul and all the others, right up to today, to today also may be one with the Father. Those who will believe in me through their word, Jesus entrusts his disciples with a great responsibility bringing the hope of eternal life to all the world. This is confirmed in the Great Commission of Matthew 28. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. As we share the gospel with those who do not yet know Jesus, we are also giving them that chance to be one with Jesus and with God. Now, this is important for us who did not happen to be alive in the year 33 A.D., whether we hear the gospel from Jesus' own lips or whether we hear it secondhand from his disciples, it is the same. We who accept the gospel become one with God. And finally, Jesus tells his father that 
I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. Jesus gives to us and plants in us the love which comes from God the Father himself. God is love, and we share in that love uniquely and intimately through the precious name of Jesus. We can love and serve others because we have the Father's love in ourselves to give to them. So, by the grace of God and through Jesus' prayer, we know that Jesus has authority over all people. Jesus exercises that authority so that we may have eternal life. All of Jesus' teachings come from the Father. God sent Jesus to earth. God and the Holy Spirit will guide us in this world. We will be one with Jesus and God. All who hear and believe the gospel will be one with Jesus and God. And God's love is in us, and we may all share that love with those we serve. It is a lot to take in when you really think about what it means. It is good news indeed. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. Amen.